2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: And now, part two of our two-part conversation with advocate, educator, and New York Times bestselling author of The Three Mothers, Ms. Anna Malaika Tubbs. I am Maggie B. Noen, and this is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast with your host, Ramses Jaw.
4: When you said that there was nothing in this space, when you were, or very little in this space in terms of um, scholarly, I guess, research articles where you could kind of put together a compilation of stories to tell these stories that you ended up telling, there was very little there. I think that kind of shows um, a point that I want to say you were making on. Um, it might have been your TED talk or your conversation with Goldman Sachs. I watched, um, you know, both of those, but you were saying that, um, you know, black women are often uh overlooked especially in that the mother role in the role of a mother um because it's kind of I, I forgot how you articulated it but the way you said it it let me know it's like wow you're absolutely right you know the, we we look at these people like a great uh, what came to mind when you were saying that a great example is um so i'm 40 years old i grew up with tupac and notorious big right yeah um And their mothers kind of rose to prominence upon their deaths, right? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a similar story of, you know, these people kind of being born approximately the same time, both having sons that died around the same time or, you know, rose to prominence around the same time, et cetera. And then you look at Tupac's mother and you see all the work that she did. And then you you kind of see the connection there. Right. And yeah. s- something similar with with Biggie, you know, she had moved to to New York and kind of had that story. And then, of course, where they went from there. And so um, I love that. But I also recognize that you're absolutely right. The mothers don't often um, get their stories uh, told and they're perhaps just as influential as you know, some sort of uh, a mentor, you know, that sort of thing. In fact, they're perhaps the first mentors. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I want to switch gears just a bit here, because that's not the only um, challenge <laughs> in that space. Uh, uh, with Black women, there are certainly a lot of um, challenges. We we deal with a lot of them on this show. Um, so I want you to, uh, in your own words, Talk to us about some of the historic and still some of the ongoing challenges that Black women and Black mothers have in America um, that, that that you've encountered um, as a recent mother yourself, and of course, as as now uh, a, a widely celebrated author in that space.
5: Ooh, there's a lot to say there. Uh, <laughs> too many thoughts are coming to my mind on that <laughs> The largest one is because my kids are very young. So I have a three-year-old and he's the one that was went, on, went off to preschool this morning um, and a 16-month-old. So my most recent experiences have a lot to do with, of course, um, birth and pregnancy and labor mm-hmm. and how aware I was while I was writing this book of the Black maternal health crisis, um, how often Black women are not taken seriously or were seen as if we... Um, don't experience pain, either we don't really feel pain or that we can somehow endure more than other people. And I do think that this pregnancy, labor and delivery experience can be very symbolic of the experience of Black womanhood in America and Black motherhood more specifically, because it's so often the case that we are not believed when we say, you know, this is something that I need right now. Um, Or we're seen as if we are animals who don't need some kind of intervention. Um, Or we're seen as if we are superhuman and we can hold more than other human beings. And that obviously is is a huge issue. Um, But when it starts to become a life or death type of situation around birth and around labor and delivery, Um, this is when it gets extremely dangerous and we continue to see women dying. Um, there's a very recent case actually here in LA It happened, I think within a month ago, um, where another woman died, um, in childbirth and all of these, most of them I would say are preventable. Um, and so this was my, my biggest real fear when I was expecting my firstborn. Um, and through my research, I Started to become much more familiar with our kind of more traditional practices with doulas and with midwives, and having other women of color, especially black women in the room with me in both my most vulnerable moment, but also my most powerful moment of bringing life into this world (laughs) um, and making sure that I had people there who saw me as a human being nothing less, nothing more, but a human being who was doing one of the most magical things, um, and making sure that they were going to have my back, but also that they were going to listen to me and allow me to lead in this experience and to trust my intuition. Um, So it really is such a reclaiming of power. um, But it's unfortunate that now it's become something that only people who can afford it are able to experience something that Years and years ago, before Black women were allowed to deliver in hospitals, we had granny midwives. This was our kind of respected tradition. Um, And now, over years of strategies of robbing that from our community, we have all of these dangerous experiences going into hospitals, um, and we only can go to doulas and midwives if we can pay for it Mm. out of pocket. So this is something that I think more people need to care about because it's the beginning of life. This is the beginning of somebody's human experience, and it's also the beginning of a mother's identity. And we need moms to feel as powerful, as confident, as supported as possible, because that's how they can lead the best households. And it's something that's missing in the U.S., not only for Black mothers. Overall, we have a maternal health crisis. We don't have affordable childcare that's quality for all of our children. We don't have a universal paid leave. We have mothers who are having to go back to work when they are maybe one or two weeks, sometimes postpartum. Their partners are not guaranteed time off of work. All of these things erode our family life. And as a sociologist, we look at the first society as being our family. And the better that our little societies do, all of our little families are doing, the better our larger society does. It's kind of just basic. (laughs) Um, So if we're not supporting these little mini societies and the people who are often in charge of leading them, who are our mothers, then we're going to see that um, play out on a larger scale. So everybody needs to be more concerned with these experiences.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
3: We are here today with New York Times best-selling author, advocate, and educator, Ms. Anna Malika Tubbs, discussing her book, The Three Mothers: How the Mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation, as well as discussing the integral role of mothers in our society and the significance of their being featured in our various narratives.
4: We had a, a a guest on. Maybe this might have been six months ago. We had a similar um, experience with uh, the um, child birthing process in this country, and and quoted some some statistics uh, suggesting that. Um, listening to black women definitely makes an impact and and shapes outcomes. And one that kind of popped out at me as you were kind of explaining um, your response there was that uh, black women are uh, sort of pressured into having Mm C-sections, which um, uh, introduces more um, danger to the equation. Um, And they're often pushed in that direction um, unnecessarily. And then uh, C-sections are Quicker and they're, they they get to charge more. The hospitals get to charge more, and Black women and women of color are often pushed in that direction more often than uh, than white women are. Yeah. And uh, so, when you're in a hospital giving a natural birth, it's more expensive to the hospital and it takes longer. And so, um, you know, having a doula around or you know whatever the the circumstances are, but it kind of picked up what you're putting down. Having another Black woman who understands what you're, what you're saying and accepts it as, as face value um, or at face value, I should say. Um, um, I could definitely see how those things would shape outcomes in that arena as well. And and I I know that this list is endless, you know, because there are a lot of um, areas where we can do better by black women. Um, We say on this show often that we believe that the black woman is as close as as close to God as you'll ever get Um, on this planet. And so, um, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, this is definitely something that we believe in. Um, so let's, let's continue in that, uh, in that vein, uh, talk to us about the critical role that, that mothers play in our society overall. And, and then let's discuss ways that society is failing women and the most important part of my ask here is ways that we can improve on these shortcomings um, so that we can continue uh, to um, build uh, build up that relationship that we have with black women.
5: There are a lot of things that we can do. Um, and unfortunately, it's just because there's so many issues still. Um, and it starts first with how people view black women. So kind of as a segue from the last response, It's really critical that people assess um, whether that's, you know, our loved ones, um, whether that's on a societal level, whether that's um, other, you know, groups, white people, whoever, how they are looking at black women. Is it that they see us again as less than human and less deserving of respect, support, recognition is it that they see us somehow as superhuman as, oh, mom, thank you so much for putting yourself behind everybody else and always having us rather than thinking about your own needs? Mm-hmm. Um, is it that we continue to say, wow, black women, you are so strong? You know, just keep going. You're so strong, so resilient. And we really emphasize that, but we're never thinking about how we can relieve the burdens that black women are carrying on their own. We really need everybody to come to this recognition of black women are human, Mm. human beings who deserve the same exact treatment as other human beings and who also are powerful, yes, but who are not in some way, shape or form Superhumans who have powers that other people do not have yeah. we have reached deep within us yes we have been incredibly resilient we have made a way out of no way all of those things are true and i don't want to erase the power of the efforts of black women that in many ways do look like magic um, and i celebrate this black girl magic but i need people to understand that we are not magical beings um, but we are still human. Yeah. So that's really where I think it starts. And if you can view and think about all the issues that black women are facing and start to shift our understanding of black women and especially black mothers um and really think about our human experience, I think we actually can achieve change from there.
4: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, before we let you go, if you can, make sure you plug the book and your social media just so our listeners can tap in with you and and make sure that we uh, are all connected here.
5: Yeah, sounds great. So the book, Again, it's titled The Three Mothers, How the Mothers of MLK Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped the Nation. You can buy it anywhere that books are sold. I love supporting independent bookstores as much as possible. Um, So you can always go to bookshop.org and support your local bookshop. And I am available on Twitter and on Instagram at A-N-N-A-S and then dash T-E-A. So honesty. You can see what I did there. Honesty. I like that. Um, but if that's too hard to remember, you can just type my name.com and that's my website.
4: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again very much for coming on to share your insights and, of course, your book with us today. Uh, and, of course, your overall commitment to the successful, informed, and inspired future of our mothers and our nation. Once again, today's guest is New York Times bestselling author, advocate, and educator, Ms. Anna Malika Tubbs.
5: Thank you so much.
3: I'm Maggie B. Nowen, and today, I'll leave you with this. Through her engaging writing and presentations, Tubbs encourages her audiences to thoughtfully explore what opportunities and outcomes are possible if our collective society produced more stories across mediums that represented mothers accurately. Shining a light on the mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X., and James Baldwin in her book, The Three Mothers., And as followed up in her remarkable TED talk entitled How Mothers Shape the World, Tubbs emphasizes that these stories are not just a part of ancient history, nor should they be seen as separate of other mothers, simply because their sons became famous. She goes on to explain they are representative of mothers' experiences, especially Black mothers who to this day are disrespected, denied paid leave, pushed out of their jobs, face multitudes of biases in the healthcare system, are victims of abuse, are mistreated and belittled, and who are being forgotten and erased. As Anna Malaika Tubbs concludes in her TED talk, quote, Mothers are essential. Mothers are powerful. Mothers have their own needs and their own identities mothers deserve support. And it is time our stories and our policies reflect this. We can change the narrative. And when we do, the world will be a much better and equitable place for us all." And with that, may we leave today's conversation inspired to join in the exploration of new and better outcomes to telling the stories of our mothers, committed to providing well-rounded support and committed to changing the narrative. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share, use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. We'd love to hear from you. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. Find your daily podcast host, at Ramses Shaw on all social media. We look forward to your joining us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective. Right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living,